Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? We begin our show by tackling touchy subjects that'll tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, clients share their perspectives, and then I share some tips and tools to help you implement today's lesson in your life. I'm Angelique, founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, here with our audio aficionado, Ben, and our video Santa, Neil. Today's Valentine's show topic is, Do You Abandon Yourself for Love? This episode is sponsored by Life and Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning and by the Carrie Campbell Foundation, which supports creative video content that increases love among all people. We are so very grateful for our sponsors. Today is Valentine's Day, and we have a special birthday shout out to our client and friend, Christina. We are glad that you were born and hope you woke up feeling as sprightly and special as you are. If any of you viewers would like to see Christina's story of personal growth with Will You, feel free to check it out in the link in the YouTube description or go to willyougrow.com after the show. And now, let's get to our topic. Do you abandon yourself for love? During Valentine's week, our hope for human love may reach unparalleled heights. We may want love so much that we might abandon what we know is actually best for us for the sake of some steamy, hot chocolate. In my work inspiring myself and others to kick harmful habits to the curb, I've seen powerful life changes happen when we refuse to abandon ourselves for love. In today's topic, we'll look at ways that we can always be there for our best self and never feel abandoned again. Let's talk about mad love. Love can make us mad, insanely mad, angrily mad, and just overall lathered up into a crazy madness. One reason that we may have the saying madly in love is because when we are in love, it may make no sense at all. And in some ways, that can be part of the fun. However, if the madness turns dark, the best thing we can do to save ourselves is to refuse to abandon what we know is true and best for us. My personal experience abandoning... <laughs> Cut. <laughs> My personal experience abandoning myself. Dude, okay. My personal experience abandoning myself. To help put things into perspective, sometimes it helps to share a story. So hopefully this might be able to be helpful for you. Decades ago, I had a thriving business in public speaking and writing. I deeply enjoyed my work, allocated most of my time to it, and never missed a deadline. Although these qualities were lauded by clientele, my other was not so pleased. He asked, why are we together if we never spend time together? Although if his use of the word never was an exaggeration, I took his feelings to heart. 
So with deep love for him and my honest intention that we both enjoy the relationship, I chose to change. I abandoned my business, which was also my true calling, to join his business and honor his need for more time together. This was the first of several steps that I took to abandon myself, my best in the name of love. Although he and I worked together in business for many years and had many success stories to share, ultimately, the relationship ended because I refused to continue to make compromises that would abandon my best self. As much as I loved him, I knew in my heart that if I gave up any more of who I was and wanted to be, then I would forever live in mistrust, doubt, and fear and guilt that I didn't follow through on what I knew I needed to do. So I chose to be present with, stand up for, and protect and honor myself. I did not choose to abandon myself for love with him. Something to consider. As a child, we may have been abandoned by parents, teachers, religious figures, or adults in general. Although this can be incredibly painful, it is important that we heal and learn to not take this personally. The adults who abandoned us did not know how to be present with themselves or others. When we were young, we may have felt weak and helpless. Part of us may have frozen in that experience. We might believe that we will always feel that way. However, we are adults now and we can transform. When we learn to stay present with and stand up for ourselves, we transform from weak and helpless to powerful and protected by ourself and life. As adults, we cannot truly be abandoned by others unless we first abandon ourselves by abandoning our dreams, our hopes, and our deepest needs. Now, how can that be true, you might ask? Well, when we assure ourselves that our dreams, our hopes, our needs, and our wants are accepted, appreciated, and will be fulfilled, we won't be abandoned, even if others choose to leave. Instead, we'll simply see that they just aren't a good fit for us. Let's talk about wild abandon and wily abandonment of ourself. How can we know if we're at risk of abandonment? There are at least two ways we can know if we're about to abandon ourselves. Are you ready? Check in and see if you can recognize either of these two symptoms. One, we believe that someone else's needs are more important than our own. Can you find any of that truth in your own life? Do you believe that someone else's needs are more important than your own? And two, we believe that we are not worthy to receive what we need. It is my perception that although those two beliefs may feel real in our own mind, they are wildly untrue. 
through my eyes, we are all of equal value on a spiritual level. No one is more valuable and important, and no one's needs are more valuable and important than anybody else's. It's not either your needs get fulfilled or mine get fulfilled. It's both. It's both. It's inclusive. <laughs> did you just catch the spit on camera? I think you did. You didn't hit me. <laughs> I just. No, I think you hit, I was, uh, you hit the chair. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> These new cameras, man. They probably did. It's 4K, so it's like 3D. <laughs> It's not either your needs get fulfilled or mine get fulfilled. It's both. You have needs and I have needs. We both have needs which are valuable and important. To clarify the word needs, I am not talking about egotistic, selfish needs like the need to harm ourselves or greedily take, etc. I am talking about basic human needs like giving and receiving love in healthy ways and fulfilling our dreams by utilizing the talents that life gave us. We are all worthy, all of us. We may not believe that. Instead, we may believe the lies that others told us. Or we might believe that we have made so many poor choices that we deserve punishment, not fulfillment. This does not need to be our truth. With forgiveness of our past, we can know our true worth and allow ourselves to receive our needs. To read more about, or, <laughs> sorry, I used the wrong word in the text here. <laughs> To learn more about giving ourselves the gift of forgiveness this Valentine's Day, refer to previous posts and our three-part series on forgiveness of others, self, and life in God. So, how can we stay present and not abandon ourselves? Well, we all make mistakes, and we will certainly find ourselves in situations that can challenge our ability to stay present and true to ourselves. With practice, staying present becomes easier and more natural. We learn to avoid situations where we might abandon ourselves, or we may stop a situation altogether before it starts. Sure, it takes time to learn, and sometimes we might not be aware that we have compromised what's best for us. However, as we become aware of when we are present with ourselves, and when we have abandoned ourselves, we grow in respect. Respect for what, you might ask. We grow in respect for the preciousness, the dearness, and the sweetness of our own inherent needs and best. We grow in respect for the fact that life brought us here and keeps us alive. By honoring, seeking, and moving towards presence and respect, we can become trustworthy advocates for ourselves. 
Let's make two promises that we can keep. Are you ready? Although promises from others can be false and unfulfilled, when we stay present with ourselves, we can count on our own promises to build personal stability. Are you ready to make some ever-loving promises to your very own self on this Valentine's Day? Sweet! Let's do it. All right. Promise number one. We can promise to never abandon what we know is best for us. Never. Not for someone else's affection. Not for money. Not for security. Not for fashion. Not for approval. Not for gummy bears. Not for sex. Not for nobody know how. If we make mistakes along the way, and by mistakes I mean that we misunderstand and believe that something is in our best interest and do that thing, when in fact it is not in our best interest, then we can simply stop doing that thing when we know it isn't best. No need to blame ourselves for not knowing. However, when we do know what's best for us, we can keep the promise to ourselves and do it. Are you ready to make that promise to yourself? Okay, here we go. You can say it after me. I promise. I promise. See? Ah. <laughs> I promise to never abandon. To never abandon. What I know is best for me. I know is best for me. Let's say that one more time. I promise. I promise to never abandon what I know is best for me. To never abandon what I know is best for me. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to quote Al never, Pacino. And I will never abandon bacon. <laughs> you all. I'm sorry. No, that's what it means. <laughs> okay. Promise number two. We can promise to love ourselves more. We can notice behaviors that lead to abandoning ourselves and replace those behaviors with something better. We can replace critical thoughts with kind ones. We can replace blame on others with acceptance. We can replace shame about maybe ourselves or others with change. We can replace punishment with healthy discipline and rewards. We can replace fear with faith. And we can replace lust with love. And, of course, some steaming hot chocolate. <laughs> so, are you ready to make promise number two? Okay, here we go. Say it after me. I promise. I promise. Only if you really mean it. If you're not ready, <laughs> just don't do it. I promise to love myself more. I promise to love myself more. It's meaningful, meaningful stuff. By promising to not abandon ourselves, we grow to respect ourselves. Sound good? And with respect, we can free we can free ourselves from the need for addictions. And as a result, we can be our very own happy Valentine. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Whatever this Valentine's week may bring, I encourage you to nurture, empower, and fulfill your own mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual sweet tooth. If you feel lonely or alone when you're in your own company, chances are you may have abandoned yourself in some way. If you happen to be on your own this Valentine's Day, ask yourself, what hobby or dream might I have abandoned that I could be doing right now? Or what would I really love to do right now? If it's healthy and good for you, give yourself the gift of doing that thing. Maybe you'll carve some wood, make some art, go golfing or swimming. Maybe you'll fly a kite or sail by moonlight. Maybe you'll take a bubble bath and eat bonbons. Whatever you choose by refusing to tolerate apathy and boredom and refusing to abandon your truth of what's best for you, you allow yourself to enjoy more, to really live, and to fully participate in the experience of your very own version of the good life. Today, we have two earth elements and two animals that can help us to increase awareness, stay present, and heal abandonment wounds. Our first earth element is the garnet. The garnet. Garnets are what you see here on my wrist and in the ring from my great-grandmother. That ring from my great-grandmother was actually her wedding engagement ring. The dark red stones are the garnet. Since antiquity, garnets have been famous for their inner sparkle. The crown of the German Emperor Otto from 912 to 973 was decorated with the most famous garnet of all, known as the Wise One. Knights and warriors decorated their weapons and shields with garnets. The healing properties of garnets are said to help the treatment of disturbed blood circulation and to strengthen the heart. It brings vitality to the catabolic process and strengthens the memory. In passionate people, the stone can also release negative energy and have an energizing effect on one's sex life. All right, our second earth element is petrified wood. A really fascinating thing. Here is some wood that is not petrified, this beautiful heart shape we wish to add more of the wood element into our world and help heal with its properties, we can hold it, look at it, we can wear some of it, we can meditate upon it. Again, this is the unpetrified wood. And this is the petrified wood. Quite fascinating, I must say. Petrified wood is a very unique earth element. When wood dies, it has a short period of time to prepare itself for petrification. If wood can manage to quickly be covered by fine sedimentary stone after its death, it will become petrified wood. Petrified wood is commonly referred to as fossilized or agatized wood and has been identified as a member of the quartz family. Most people believe that the wood actually turns itself to stone, but this is a common misperception. The wood appears as if it has remained, but this is only the outer physical form of the wood. After petrification, 
is complete, all the wood is replaced by silicone dioxide, and this is the reason we see petrified wood as part of the quartz family. Petrified wood allows us to tap into our patience. It represents our journey of spiritual growth at a steady and consistent pace. Petrified wood takes a long time to complete the process of petrification, and this long journey's patience is emulating from its contents. Petrified wood will allow one to become more trusting in the process of life and the journey of spiritual evolution. When we're feeling that bad things keep occurring, petrified wood will allow us to have trust in the obstacles thrown on our path. These obstacles are here to be tackled and remind us that they are eventually contributing to our highest good. When we are holding or wearing petrified wood, we are allowing and trusting the timing of the divine and are noticing the signs along the way. Wonderful for us to be able to be gifted with these earth elements that can help us in our spiritual process. I encourage you to take advantage of allowing them to be a part of your life and surroundings. Okay, after those elements, now we will go to Ben. Ben, would you like to read us about the animal? Read to us about the animals who can help us along our journey. Certainly. Here we go. The first healing animal spirit is the owl. It increases awareness of our own truth and the ways that we may currently be abandoning our best self. To grow, we must face our own shadows, and the owl has excellent vision in these dark places. Owls can help us see our deeper truth of where we may be sabotaging our highest good. If you wish to work with owl medicine, you may ask the owl... <laughs> If you wish to work with owl medicine, you may ask the owl to share its knowledge with you through dreams, watching movies about owls, interacting with nature, or meditation on the owl. Our second healing animal spirit is the dog. Dogs remind us to stay loyally present with and to ourselves, as dogs are loyal and steadfast companions. To learn from dog spirit, we can meditate on an image of a dog, observe the behavior of dogs, or otherwise, my favorite, play with dogs. <laughs> nice. And Neil, I believe you have a very special furry friend. I do, little Rudy. Sweet. Rudy the Wonder Dog, as we call him. Can you show us that quick little video with you and your dog, Rudy? I will definitely do that. Cue Rudy. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet video of Neil and Rudy. Thank you so much for that. Finally, this process can warrant some extra soft and sensitive love. If you're hard on yourself and you need a little extra compassion and support, ask for help. You can ask the angels. You can ask the almighty mystery, sometimes called life or God. You can ask help from other people around you and mentors. You can ask for help. No request is too small. All we need to do is open our heart and ask in earnestness for whatever support we may need. 
Next, we'll take some questions and comments from our audience. Neil, would you like to read today's questions? Of course I would. Question number one, Michael M. said, easier said than done. <laughs> yes, it's a question and a comment all rolled into one, isn't it, Michael? I agree with you, Michael. We believe that you can do it. And anyway, you're the only one who can do it. So you're counting on you. <laughs> and we'll be cheering for you from the sidelines. There's a long question from Mandy, so here okay. we go. Mandy Sue said, I did abandon myself for him and made sure he had everything he needed. Where did that get me? He had an emotional affair. We went to marriage counseling. He had another emotional affair. I had enough. I packed up and left him. Let me tell you, it's not easy, but so worth it. I'm worthy and deserve to be loved and cherished. I don't consider those six plus years to be a waste of time. I've done a lot of soul searching and learned so much about myself. I'm ready for a new beginning. God has a plan. I walk in faith always. Ah, uh, thank you so much for sharing your comments, Mandy Sue. And with that said, what say ye? Please share your thoughts and feelings so we may grow in love and empowerment together. And I am now sending hearts, flowers, and love to you for your journey from Angelina.